telling these guys this. Monica, Jerry, are you guys, have you been to demolition derbies? Have you ever seen it? You no. know, at a racetrack or anything like that? You ever been to it? No. Is, uh, does Monster Jam count as one? Uh, not really. You ever see where they like take junky cars and run them into each other? You guys have never yeah. been to one of those? Uh, mm -hmm. You know I, what it is, but you just haven't been. Yeah, yeah I've never been there. No. There's a there's a, uh, a, a a version of demolition derby where they use school buses, right? And there's a woman who wrote into a newspaper, and she said, "Bus demolition derby is a bad idea. This is a good example of maybe parents overthinking stuff." And the buses are like junky school buses with spray painted on the side junkyard dog is the name of one bus cheese boy is the name of the, another so bus they get the, the drivers get their hands on a bus yeah. and they just they run into each other just gonna smack it up for a little <laughs> while and it's for and i guess it's what is it for entertainment purposes yeah and the buses just get wrecked and the tires fold in and the, right. you know, it's, it, it's the best it's demolition derbies are fun if you're watching but right this lady writes a letter to a newspaper she says as if putting a child on a school bus isn't stressful enough for most parents Touting a demolition derby where kids can watch banged up buses going grill to grill is a is a sick mentality is basically what she's saying. She says, doesn't anyone see the dangerous message our young children get from this event? All in the name of fun. What? I see a quick buck and no concern for the safety children should feel once they have left home and boarded the school bus. Oh, my God. This should be the number one concern for both parents and children. Entertainment needs to take a back seat, says Diane. Her point is that the buses crashing into each other gives gives children an unsafe feeling when on Monday morning they go to school and they get on a school bus. Good God. Are you crazy? Oh, my God. Are you oh crazy? Oh, my God. This world we're living Does in. Does she know that cars have done demolition derbies forever and, and school buses and trucks and anything that they she, can get to run didn't have she run ever, into? And you don't get in your car and feel like it's going to be unsafe. It's a demolition derby on a track. That's not the same thing. Didn't she ever see Happy Days? With the Malachi brothers, and they get Fonzie <laughs> and the Malachi Crunch. Right. What about that? that? Leather Tuscadero was all there. You know, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't make kids fear getting in a car. Do you know what I'm it, saying? Like, it, it's just the mentality though is no. so overprotective of what the kids like. The kids just see it. It's just fun. Like if she's worried about that, she has to be worried about you know cartoon violence at least. Right. If she's worried about two buses running into each other out there that a kid isn't on and never will be on. How do you get that mental? How do you have that sort of a thought process? You could write that same letter for, like, Tom and Jerry. For so many things, right? Kids should feel comfort when going into a friend's home and they have a cat, not worried about whether or not they're going to get hit over the head with an anvil. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> by the evil yeah. mouse that comes out, right. who was just hit, by the way, with a frying pan. Right, 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 right. Like, uh, how over... I mean, like, people protect their kids from all sorts of things. But this is, I, I feel mean, like, so far over the line. You protect them from violence... You protect them from evil. You try and protect them from bad people, and you try and protect right. them, f like, you know, like that's from, the real big picture stuff. You know, from health issues. Like my thing now is, I do everything I can to avoid my ch my kids eating fast food. Uh huh. I get my mother every once in a while take them to McDonald's. I get pissed off about it. But every uh, once in a while is not horrible, right? I'm not saying it's horrible, but right. listen, my kids right now, I wouldn't call either one of them fat by any stretch. Mm -hmm. But nobody's, you're not going to see fly circle in their face anytime soon either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't think they need that. Uh -huh. I don't think, like my wife took my daughter to Taco Bell the other day mm. and I got pissed. Oh. I got pissed about it. I said, why? Do You know what we're trying to accomplish. I, mm -hmm. I want my kids to have a healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. and eat healthy, eat smarter than they have been, okay. that, that's on us. Right. Why introduce fast food for no reason? 
She's like, well, she's she really never had Taco Bell. She's never had Ever. Taco Bell. She was like, she really wants. She really wanted to try it. Uh-huh. She tried it. She didn't love it. You know. Okay. And Nicole's like, case closed. I go, yeah, but why even introduce it when we've gone? She's ten. Mm-hmm. We've never taken them for fast food. Really? I mean, I think maybe Wendy's the last so time. Good. The, I mean, maybe Wendy's the last time a couple. How many times years. have we talked about how good it is and never like even I mean, just as a quick treat or anything? A slice like, of pizza, you know, pizza yeah, or whatever like, it is. And listen, I'm not, D's, a, I'm, not a Nazi, I'm not a Nazi about it, but no, because I don't eat it, so I have no reason to take them for it. Yeah. They don't ask for it. Right. Me, so then you get like a free pass on me. it. Yeah, it's an easy so one. it's not that big a deal. So All I right. try to, I, I try to protect them from diabetes. I try to protect, <laughs> you know, I try to protect them from bad habits if I can. Right. But not from going to watch a goddamn school bus crash up Derby. That's fun. No, yeah, that that's that's dumb protection. Like right. we used to. I think our biggest thing. I'm trying to think. I think our biggest thing was protecting them from like movies with like sexual stuff in it because they're like young girls, and a lot of the stuff in movies is not is re- is really about how someone's banging the girl. You know how how someone's feeling up the girl. It's never the right. other way, and and you just. They're young, and as long I've and I, I totally agree with Susan on this. As long as kids can stay innocent, they should stay innocent, because once you break the glass, you can't put it back together. Right. And it's so great to see them just be kids and not know about all the crap, the stuff you talked about, right. the evil, the bad people, and it, like you don't. But it's a fine line because you don't want to shelter them from if, real life either. If they, so you got to find try to ride that line, but. Man, I, I think that was our biggest thing. If they ask me questions, I will answer almost any questions they have for right. me. Right. You know? Almost every question. But I don't want them me. to know the answer the other, yet. They the, were too young. But you I know? told you the other day when they said something something about a baby and my son said something about mommy and daddy. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. Wow, look at that three-legged dog. Just anything. No, 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 no. Hey, Dustin on line three. What's up, Dustin? Gentlemen, lady, as always, a great show. Thank you guys so much thank, for uh, thanks, putting Dustin. on a fantastic program. Thank so, you, seriously, like, okay, are, are we are we dumbing it down that bad to where yes. we're afraid of school buses because we see them wreck? Is this lady telling me that she's so friggin' mental that she doesn't buy anything Acme because it was always in Looney Tunes and it always had <laughs> something bad happening to Wiley Coyote or to freaking Roadrunner, all that kind of crap? I mean, come on. You don't see those cartoons on TV anymore. It's like... Those taught you that violence was okay, but there's some comic relief to them. Like it, and it's not like violent, like, oh, my gosh, you're going to blow some kid's head off. I mean, you play games nowadays where they're talking about you get extra points for killing a guy execution style or raping a hooker. I mean, like, come on. Seriously? Like, this right. is ridiculous. She's worried about what crashing school buses. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... we're crashing school buses. Oh, my gosh, we're repurposing something for the purpose of just getting that primal entertainment. instinct right. out of humans to just be a little destructive. It's for entertainment value. Now, Dustin, oh, exactly. I don't, I don't allow any of the violent video games in the house because my son's nine. That's do why you, he plays them at his friend's house. Do you think I'm? I'm not saying I can't stop that. <laughs> of course. You know what I'm saying. I yeah. can ask the parents not to, yeah. but I can't stop that. Dustin, do you think I'm wrong from protecting them from that? No, but also at the same time, I think where there's a will, there's a way. They always get exposed to this stuff. I mean, because right. I'm 30. Listen, I'm. I just turned 33 last week. I have a daughter who's three, so all this stuff is going to be, like, in the back of my mind as she's growing up. You know, if she doesn't see it at, at my house or, you know, if she doesn't get exposed to it, she's going to get exposed to it somewhere. And it's just mm-hmm. mitigating, you know, the the amount of exposure and the effects right. of it. So right. It's, my daughter's it's 10. Really, my daughter's 10, uh-huh. and she's still full-blown on the Santa thing. That's awesome. 
That's great. She's going to be done like in a year, so just let her. That's yeah, great. But part of me wants the credit at this point. Just you don't want her to tell anybody. Part of me wants the credit. Like, listen, here's where these gifts are really coming from. I bust my ass for you kids. <laughs> F that. That's just I mean, so I, I feel you. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a single parent. I work a right. full time job and two part time jobs. Man, I I get it. Like you but just like, you want nice. them to appreciate what you get for them. We but can, at the same we, time, you know, you kind of want them to enjoy their childhood. But right. after a while, yeah, you kind of have to pull that wool off them over eyes. But right, you know, that's really, what I mean. Well, fine the, line, the, Dustin, the, fine line. The there. reason I brought up the Santa thing is because you mentioned you can't stop what goes on on the school bus. Mm. And for the life of me, I can't figure out how she's made it all the way to 10 mm. and nobody busted that bubble. Mm. Nobody? nobody talked about it. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised you didn't bust it. My next door neighbor is a year older than her, is a year older than her, and she hasn't even busted the bubble on huh. her yet. Maybe somebody's mentioned it, and she just—they're wrong. Maybe she just things. got a good childhood friend. You know, maybe it's something rare that you don't see nowadays. I mean, right? Who, who knows? I mean, just ride that thing till the wheels fall off. But then exactly. when reality hits, be like, <laughs> okay. Guess what? Now you got to start helping me with the insurance payment on this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, right on, Dustin. appreciate it. Have a good day. Hey, thank you, buddy. Be well. Thank you. Just to boil down to that, though, I feel like with this bus situation and everything else, and I know I don't have kids, so everybody stop, but in my opinion, when I observe things, it's more the parent putting their responsibilities as parents on other people. Like, just mm -hmm. talk to your Love kid that. and explain. Right. What, how things go like you're you're doing jp and how you know I, I just feel like if i do if someone does their job as a parent then it's less uh likely that they're going to have such outside influences affect them you know what Correct. i mean they're, they're going to be able to make their own decisions this is already in their head because of what the parents did now if they just get sent mm -hmm. out into the world with no parenting whatsoever at all then everything's going to affect them differently that's the goal but this woman <laughs> wants you know she doesn't want to have to parent well, then that's on her. She's a whack job. And, and on top of that, she's trying to parent something that doesn't need to be parented. Right. She's how worried about crashing school buses at a demolition derby. Right. I mean, how over the top you How many kids? I almost thought it was fake, but it was a real email to a real newspaper. Oh, my God. And she was really concerned. <laughs> Adam on line two. What's going on, buddy? Hey, I just want hey. to say, hey, remember the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that movie again and watch him as a protagonist, not the uh, not the opposite. I, I feel more and more closely related to that guy nowadays than I have ever. Oh, yeah, me too. No, I get you it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> he makes a lot of sense the yeah. older you get. Listen, <laughs> you know, I'm one leg cramp away from going on a spree. <laughs> you know? All you need is a short white shirt yeah. and a buzz cut. Dude, every, pick day, up a gun. every day in my life is a crapshoot. <laughs> you know there's pat on line four hey pat roger jp what's going on hey good afternoon every uh average show as usual all right that's, that's what uh, we strive for first i would make the comment i think everybody can agree that as the kids get older they stop listening to their parents as much when they're five six seven years old they'll sit there and listen and take mm -hmm. a lesson from their parents when they get 14 15 16 years old they know everything. Your parents are stupid. That right. kind of thing. That's true. So doesn't it does it not make sense to expose your kids to these bad things when they're little? For example, the violent video games. When they're young, you can say, "Listen, that gun actually kills people." 
Right. And they will listen to that. When they're older, oh, it's not going to affect me. So you have a chance when they're little to, to, to teach lessons a lot better than when they're, you know, 12, 13 years old. And I agree with you. And here's the way I handle the violent video games thing. I don't want them in my home. Now, right? He's nine. But yep. when we go next door, my, we, we, we socialize with my neighbors almost every weekend. And if we go over there, he, they have older kids. They're all the way at college. One's out of college. But when they come home, they all treat my son very well. Mm-hmm. And they'll sit down and they'll play Xbox. And they're, and they're playing the more violent games. Right. I don't stop him from being in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't stop him from playing them. Mm. He's getting That's an idea. Of what, he he's getting the idea of yeah. what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not stopping it. I just don't want it in the house because I don't want it as an everyday thing. Totally agree. That's you know good. what I'm saying? That's so, good and at, right at that there. age, you can pull them aside from the other older kids after they're done playing and teach the lesson. Right. If it's a lesson about sex, uh, um, you know, here's what we saw on television today. Here's what it really is. Mm-hmm. If it's teaching them how to be inclusive of you know, other genders and races and homosexuals, you, at, when they're young, you can teach those things. When they're older, they're learning it from their friends who may not have the same lessons that you do. Right on. Thanks, man. Makes hey, sense. Hey, you want to tell you, um, Monica, you want to hear a funny story? Always. Raj, why don't you, because um, he brought up sex and stuff, why don't you um, tell the class about the time you took your youngest daughter to go see The American oh, with boy. George Clooney? Oh, my God. What? One of the most embarrassing moments ever oh. in my life. <laughs> you know the movie, right? Yeah. George Clooney, the American. It was new in the theaters. The write-up on it was he was a secret agent, CIA type stuff, you know, whatever, in whatever. She was and like, the write-up. Year, she was probably 14 or 15 because yeah. it came out seven years ago. Okay. Yeah, right? exactly. So she was 15. So Courtney and I, I mean, she's always loved the Jason Bourne movies and Kelly too. So we've always watched this kind of stuff at home. Like the see, so we're like, let's go see this one. This will be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only the review, mm-hmm. and it sounded like an action. It was no action in this movie. It was really boring. But while we're sitting there, no. it also had no, just no. the worst possible sex scene no. that could ever be had when a when a father <laughs> is sitting next to his fifteen year old daughter. What are you doing? Yeah, right? Like, you, like, move all uncomfortably in the seat. It's worse. It's worse than passionate movie intercourse. Worse. Way worse. Right. What are you doing? What was she doing? this beautiful French-Spanish woman becomes the object of his affections, and they are at his apartment, whatever, and they're getting down. And she, and there's no sex yet. None of the, it's just getting to the point where he's moving slowly and admiring her body and making his way south. <laughs> daddy, he, daddy, like, what's going on? What ha- and, what's happening? Why is he doing that? And like the the, she, of course she's wearing something lacy and see through dress, sundress, and he's like sliding the cloth up. But oh boy, oh no, no. And before you know it, her naked thigh is on this giant screen, just the side, the side of her naked thigh, and then there's George Clooney's face. Oh, <laughs> and my 15 year old is sitting next to me like. I don't believe this is about to happen. It's like slow motion. Is she saying that or is she thinking it? I'm thinking that. She's I totally don't believe thinking this is about you, to happen. However uncomfortable you are, she's twice as uncomfortable. She does not want her dad sitting next to her during how all of this. You, I'm frozen in place. How do you not just give her 20 bucks and say, go get some juicy just get out. <laughs> I couldn't move. You right. didn't tell her to turn around? That was my mom's go-to move whenever there was crazy sex scene on the... It was, turn around, no. close your eyes, turn around. It was like, I... Uh, 
frozen in place, couldn't breathe. Like, Get oh up, my go. God. You can do something. So she, he actually, like, removes her underwear down her leg, and then before you know it, he disappears behind her thigh, and she starts moaning. I'm like, oh, my God, this is not good. <laughs> the scene finally ends about three hours later, it feels like, and the rest of the movie happens, and we leave. And Courtney never said anything. I never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I told Susan, I'm like, you won't believe what happened. Let me do a dramatic reenactment of the car home, <laughs> uh, on the car ride home, okay? You ready? Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> In silence. He's just looking at me with the eyes. That's it. He's just looking. <laughs> Total silence. They get home. The door is closed. All right, good night. Let's <laughs> never speak of this again. Right, what right. is the statute of limitations on that? Will and she be like 35 and you'll be like, remember that no, time? No, we talked kid? about it. We oh. didn't speak about it until probably two years ago, I would say. Mm. And it came I brought it up when the four of us, Kelly and Courtney and uh, me and Susan were having dinner. And I don't know, something came up about an uncomfortable situation. I said, Courtney, <laughs> what was the most uncomfortable situation? She knew exactly where I was going. She you said, Dad, that was the worst <laughs> I've ever felt in my life. I was the. I didn't want to look at you. I couldn't breathe. I said, "Me too." Same thing. <laughs> so we have a good laugh about it a couple of years later. But it's a horrible thing. I mean, that, and that was something that. I mean, I never talked to my daughters about sex. That's what my wife did. You know, they talk. They have the girls' club. They talk about that stuff. Right. I stay away from that as much as I can. What so would you do? This was horrible. What would you do? If while obviously George Clooney's face is by her thigh, and then George Clooney's face is buried somewhere. Yeah. What if she would have turned around and said, Daddy, what is he doing? <laughs> oh, boy. What do you say? Well, first I would have said, oh, well, that's good she asked that question. She doesn't know. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I would have said, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry uh, and about then it. Maybe it's the Monica, worst then I would have said, don't pay attention. Uh, <laughs> let's leave. This movie sucks. Right. I mean, we would have left. Right. But uh, we but were Daddy, frozen in but place. But, Daddy, what was George Clooney doing? But I don't understand. I love Peggy. <laughs> no, 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 no. And as George moved his hand right down her thighs, Roger screamed out, Put it in! <laughs> <laughs> I stood up in the theater with my hands raised. Put it in! <laughs> I need guys in my porn. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty horrible. That is the worst and, and honestly, ever. Honestly, worse, a worse scene might have been if it was reversed and she was... Doing it to him. Mm -hmm, right. South. Now... Ooh, boy, that would have been... We would have That's left. worse? Why is that... Why? Why is that the line? Because then they're like showing her what's going on. What's no, I don't want to. No, at no, that no. point, it's just a video. Tips. Yeah. <laughs> a part of the story that's often lost in translation is the fact that the next day when Raj came into work, I'll never forget it. The dude looked like he saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he saw a ghost. And I remember oh, saying to him, I go, dude, horrible. what's going on? And he must have thought about it on the ride into work, whatever, because yeah. it was like as soon as we got in, we hadn't been on the air yet. I knew I had to tell you guys. And, uh, oh. <laughs> and I go, what's the matter? He's like, dude, you're not going to believe what happened. <laughs> well, Raj doesn't say dude. He goes, you're not going to believe what happened. And he went into the whole story. I was like... <laughs> uh, you want anything from the kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> it's what is so I, uncomfortably now, bad. Because at that point, he's telling me this stuff, and my mind is in hyperdrive because I know exactly what I want to do on the radio, <laughs> and I don't want to waste it in the office. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm going to go air. get my coffee, and I'll meet you in the studio. Boy, I can show you some oatmeal right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. What did um, Susan say? Did, 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 she, did Courtney go to Susan, or how did that work? No, no, I, I went to Susan. I was uh, like, you're not going to believe what just happened. Uh, we saw this movie. And, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, oh, you're kidding me. As much as, you know, and again, it's the same thing. As much as you want to protect your kids from the details, 
the details were on a huge screen right in front of us. And then Susan said, all right, pretend you're George Clooney. I sure. <laughs> exactly what was on the screen. <laughs> One leg goes up on the table. Have at it. So what did you learn from that movie, young man? Right. <laughs> She's like, pretend you're George Clooney because I'm going to pretend you're George Clooney. <laughs> you're better off. Right. <laughs> We're Roger and JP. It's the Bowl. Real Raw Radio. We'll be right back. Roger and JP on 1025 The Bone.